So, Eric, uh, why am I at NAB in a line to kick a soccer ball just so you can beat my high score? Well, this year they're embracing new technology and making it fun. Welcome to the Volumetric Roundtable, where we discuss the latest trends in the world of volumetric. I am your host, Eric Azares. I've been working in the software industry for 20 years and in the immersive tech industry since 2016. And with us today is our co-host, Denny Breitenfeld. Hi, I'm Denny Breitenfeld, founder of Dengineering Labs, president of Volumetric Format Association. I have about 20 years of experience in new media technology, ranging from interactive DVDs all the way to volumetric video. And today's episode is super exciting because we're going to recap what we saw at NAB Las Vegas and talk about how it relates to the volumetric video industry. Yeah, it was a great show, Eric. One of the things that I really appreciated was that for the first time in NAB's history, the attendees who are are participating in the show could actually let the showrunners know they are interested in volumetric video. And boy, oh boy, our members were there representing volumetric video, which is very exciting to see. Sony was there. Arcturus was there. Canon, Red. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot. And then what I really liked is each of the members are sort of representing different parts of the volumetric pipeline. Some was doing end to end and others were just saying, hey, here's here's a way to get, get involved or here's a way to experience it. So why don't we start at the Sony booth there? What did you see there? I saw their spatial reality display. It's a tabletop immersive 3D display that doesn't require special glasses or a VR headset. Arcturus provided the volumetric content inside the demo. And let me tell you, it was the perfect content to showcase because it was like watching a real life hologram come to life. One of the things that I think you mentioned uh, to me when you saw it was it doesn't require any glasses. Is that right? That's exactly right. It's a special 3D display that reacts to your head movement. So as you move your head, the content also moves and changes perspective. It looked a lot like a hologram straight out of a classic sci-fi movie. Help me, Obi-Wan. Help me, Obi-Wan. Exactly. Very, very cool. So th- that that was Sony and Arturis working together to sort of showcase how volumetric could be experienced as in the North Hall there. Uh, if we continue down that hall, I think Canon was uh, demonstrating some volumetric technology. What were they doing? They were showing off their volumetric system they have in two NBA stadiums, one for the Cleveland Cavaliers and the other for the Brooklyn Nets. At their booth, he would strap into a VR headset and then you were placed right smack in the middle of an NBA game. And let me tell you, those NBA players are huge and fast. Watching an NBA game from inside a volumetric capture is very different from watching on TV. And I would like to also note that this was not a practice scrimmage. It was a real game. So they were going hard. Big seven-footers running at full speed, dunking all over the place. Oh, wow. It felt like I was about to get hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was fortunate to also participate in somebody who on a good day is 5'6", but on a bad day I'm 5'5". Five, five. Boy, it was very impressive to see those players run right by you and then um, just sort of be immersed in the game in a way, like you said, never seen before. Literally, it was truly groundbreaking and amazing work by the Canon team. 
And then we also had uh, in the West Hall um, at the Microsoft booth, we had Red uh, Digital Cinema. What people really liked that Red was demonstrating was now you can actually in real time bring that high quality raw um, output of the camera into a pipeline um, that you normally couldn't do uh, in the past with any of the Red camera systems because they were designed traditionally for a cinematic environment, sort of the movies, the big Netflix movies. And, and Disney movies out there. Now you can actually plug it right into that, like you said, that virtual production or volumetric pipeline and still get that crisp, raw image um, that Red is known for. So it sounds like these cameras were specially designed for the virtual production environment. Yeah, virtual and volumetric production environment, absolutely, which is very exciting. Well, you know, Eric, the one other big takeaway that I had um, was that not just were our members um, embracing new technologies and uh, and transforming the way workflow is done and productions are done. It was pretty pervasive on the show floor where an industry is starting to say, wait a second, technology and media could really accelerate creativity, reduce costs and democratize some areas that have been traditionally a little bit difficult to get into. So it was really, really amazing to see what were some of the companies that were really pioneers in, in, in embracing sort of new technology and new workflows, Eric? One company that stood out to me was called Magic Box. It's a virtual production company on wheels. So they have this mobile truck and inside the truck, they have a complete studio with LED walls and cameras, lighting. So at the show, when we went inside, it was fashioned to look like the inside of a train. So they had a physical set with tables and chairs and windows. And behind the window, they had an LED wall and it was showing a moving scene. So when you looked out the window, it created the illusion that you were sitting on a real passenger train looking at the countryside whizzing by. Yeah. That, and, and what was really nice about what they were demonstrating is, you know, virtual production is uh, it's now sort of here to stay. It's been proven to um, be a cost reducer and they've put placed it on that mobile production rig and they can go to where the the production is instead of having people go to where the 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 sound stages. I believe later in that day and throughout the show, they would swap out that train set with an actual car that drive up the car, put it in the virtual production truck and do a car commercial um, remotely. So it was really, really neat. And one of the companies that was really pioneering sort of the software combined with hardware was a company called Disguise, Eric. What, what, what are they all about? Yeah, Disguise was showcasing their virtual production system, and it was actually a combination of two technologies. One was the real-time virtual production with the LED walls, and the other was the markerless motion capture. So I actually had a chance to step on stage at the booth, and uh, behind me was an LED wall showing a scene of a race car track. And there was also an avatar of a race car driver that I was controlling with my movement. So as I walked around and moved my arms, the 3D race car driver was also walking around and moving their arms. 
Yeah, and the, and the the brilliant part is is exactly what you said. So imagine an actor would normally looks at look at you know that traditional tennis ball hanging from a string or on a stick and say, okay, well that's where the creature is going to be. Now you have to pretend what the creature looks like and how it's interacting with you. Uh, instead, the actor is on the virtual production stage. So is the creature, and now the actor can act um, off of the creature, and the camera will actually. Um, uh, remove the creature actor and like you said in this case remove you and make the uh, the avatar uh, appear so it's like this new way of doing green screen without a green screen new way of uh, uh, using the virtual production wall to be a resource for the actor and like you said combining sort of an industry first a markerless motion tracker system that used just five tr very straightforward RGB cameras. Um, really a groundbreaking technology. And I can't wait to see more creative companies and studios take advantage of combining these technologies together because that really is what, you know, the industry is starting to do when it comes to embracing technologies is they're embracing new workflows. And the next step to new workflows is bringing in volumetric because those, the, the companies and the people are working in that area will be very familiar with pre-vis, post-vis and preparing your assets maybe ahead of time. Volumetric is just the extension of that. So as the industry starts to adopt more of these technologies, those companies working in these new technologies for production will be really ready to take advantage of volumetric as it becomes more pervasive and mainstream. And, and, you know, that was very pervasive throughout the show floor is, you know, new workflows were there, not just for the production, but you saw it even on the ingested, ingest side where um, cloud to camera or sorry, camera to cloud was extremely popular. Um, it's really groundbreaking uh, a trend. And that just carry forward. If you think about the, the world is it divided into production, post-production, packaging, packaging up the content so that it's ready to be delivered to the audience. The second half is the audience experience. And we were seeing technology being braced for that as well. Eric, I think you've got to see um, some sports analytics in an AR headset. What was that all about? Yeah, I was checking out a headset from a company called Enreal. And what I liked about it was that it wasn't a bulky headset. It was more like a large pair of sunglasses. And I was able to watch a soccer match in AR. The glasses also overlaid information about the players on the field. And it showed real-time game data. And it even had a visual heat map that showed where the ball was traveling uh, throughout the match. So it was pretty neat. Well, that's really exciting. And then to take it a little bit of a step further, providing more interactivity to the uh, to the audience, um, you saw a really amazing demonstration of carrying that to the next level at the Microsoft booth with a company there demonstrating a platform as a service. What was um, what were they demonstrating in regards to interactivity in sports? Yeah, they were showing off a system called PlayFab, and that specializes in something called live operations or live ops. So basically, it's a smart system that provides real-time analytics for audience engagement. So for the demo, they were showing off a sports app that can keep fans engaged through gamification and personalization. So at the booth for the demonstration, I took out my phone and I signed up 
for this app and it I had to set my preferences, my favorite player and my favorite team, and it provided me personalized rewards every time I logged in or I watched a game. Uh, what was really neat was that it dynamically responded to events happening in the real world and it responded to user behavior. So if I didn't log into the system for a while, it would push out a notification to uh, reel me back in. Or if I was watching a game, it would know I was watching the game. And if my favorite team scored a basket, it would assume that, hey, this person's probably happy. Maybe they're going to be more engaged and maybe they'll be more likely to buy some products. So it would it would push out a notification saying, hey, here is 15 percent off a LeBron James jersey. You know, click here to purchase. So what was really neat was that it was able to create um, really personalized product offerings um, to individual fans. So if your favorite team was the Milwaukee Bucks and they scored, you would get a different message from someone who is a Clippers fan. Yeah. And, and what I liked what they were doing there is, you know, they, they were building sort of the back end and then they were allowing all these sort of um, tools to be exposed, depending on, you know, if you were an OTT platform for, you know, um, say the NBA or other sports, you can pick and choose what, what you want to expose. Basically it's a white label service and you can tailor it towards your audience. If your audience is, you know, more into maybe sports betting or trivia or things of that nature. Um, and you can really customize that end user experience, like you said, um, in ways that make sense for your audience and your platform. Uh, so what I really took away is, you know, combining the two where you have um, workflows and technology that are changing production and you have new technologies that are able to sit on top of an OTT platform because it's not a traditional linear broadcast anymore. And companies are starting to say, what else could we do here? Because we have a we have an actual smart device that the the audience is watching on, whether that's a big screen TV, a tablet, AR headset. How can we add more customization to the audience um, so they, they're more engaged. And when we think about volumetric video, it's blending those two worlds in, in ways that are very exciting, right? So, you know, if you've listened to the, the first episode about what volumetric can do, it's really going to change that workflow, but it's going to change the, the amount of immersive experience and, and customization an audience member has. And sometimes those lines could be blurred a little bit, right, Eric? Yeah, I mean, to me, the overarching themes this year were interactivity and customization. With Canon's volumetric VR, you can choose to move anywhere on the basketball court. With virtual production, you can create this more immersive environment. And with Microsoft's live ops system, you can get customized content, personalized and custom tailored just for you. So... It's going to be great all around for both the creators and the users. Yeah. And, and you know who the winner is? It's going to be the audience that, that really can be more connected with this content and, and feel sort of a, a community around that content. It was a very exciting NAB. Um, unfortunately, it was always too short, but uh, I can't wait to see what this year looks like and some of the other events. And also our members um, continue to... Uh, educate and push sort of volumetric technology, volumetric video, and how it's going to revolutionize the production and the audience experience. Yeah, I had a blast at this year's NAB, and it just keeps getting better and better. Can't wait till next year. Exactly. 
Maybe maybe we'll be kicking some soccer balls again, and this time I will get a better score than you. No, that's not going to happen. Well, who knows? Maybe next year we'll be a volumetric soccer challenge. There you go. So as you can see, a lot of exciting things happening in the world of volumetric. Uh, we would love for you to join the VFA. For more information, you can visit the volumetricformat.org forward slash join, where you can learn about our various membership levels, including a brand new community tier. It's free to join. So visit volumetricformat.org forward slash join to learn more. The Volumetric Roundtable is produced by Dengenuity Labs in partnership with the Volumetric Format Association to promote companies in the volumetric industry, build out a volumetric ecosystem, develop interoperability standards, and grow a community of creators across the globe. This is Eric Azares. Thanks for listening and see you soon. 